0: So Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host Richie Schneiderite. A lot of news to talk about today. Uh, the, the big news is obviously we've been eluding this for a while. Bryce Dortch, the four-star wing, out of uh, the class of 2024. he goes. He's uh, from Massachusetts. He committed to Rutgers. He's ranked 125th on the Rivals 150. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, we also got a commitment from Benjamin Black, the receiver. Actually, that was Sunday. Uh, Sunday. So yeah. Sunday, we got a, a a commitment from Benjamin Black. Uh, the The infamous phone call Richie got at the la- end of the last episode was uh, getting the news that Benjamin Black committed. And at that point, we're like, we're not recording anymore. Um, we already so, got like three out. Like it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's a few other news items we want to hit on to Richie and his uh, foursome finished second at the Shiano charity golf (laughs) outing. We'll kind of commiserate for him there. Uh, We got a a bit of an update on the apparel deal and uh, some surprising, but not shouldn't be super surprising uh, news about possibly Rutgers being in the thick of it for Nas Cunningham, the five-star wing uh, out of (laughs) he used to play for uh, Gil St. Bernard's Gil St. Bernard's until he went to overtime elite the last, uh last year um but mm-hmm. anyway let's just start at the top benjamin black the receiver out of north carolina committed to Rutgers. richie tell us a little bit about him i know this is a guy that you felt really good about in terms of Rutgers landing i think you even had a crystal ball or future cast in for him so tell Correct. us a little bit about benjamin black
1: i think i put it in i'm looking now may 12th i put it in for him um yeah so he actually was on campus this past weekend he was on campus the weekend before um and i Kind of heard, so you hear some rumors, and it was like, oh, he, he, it sounds like he committed. And I was like, all right, perfect, cool. Um, When's he going public? I don't know. I was like, all right, cool, great. That's I'm just going to have it ready at that point. Um, So, yeah, it ended up being a week later. Uh, He didn't take any other visit this past weekend. He went to, uh, I believe it was his sister's graduation this past weekend. So that's why he didn't take camp visits anywhere. I was kind of just waiting for all that stuff to happen. And from what I was told, he kind of didn't want to take the spotlight away from his sister, which I kind of respect a little bit. Yeah. That's um, really so cool. let her get her graduation in, let her do all that not, that stuff. I almost said nonsense. That's not what I meant. <laughs> um and then uh, a week later he uh well not a week later, a couple days later, he um announced his commitment uh via social media. Now, what how is he as a player? This past season was uh his junior year, not junior junior year, yeah. Twenty-five receptions for four hundred yards, two touchdowns. Nothing too crazy, but now all of a sudden you look at his track times and you're like, okay, now I kind of see where we're going with this one. Ten mm-hmm. um, point seven six hundred meter dash, which translates to like a four five forty. Now he's also been clocked at a four four forty at multiple camps. I'm assuming that's probably hand timed. So, based on logic, it's probably more near that five or four five forty that I was uh, alluding to before. Um, also ran a 2179 and 200-meter dash, which is like both times are really fast. They're considered to be extremely fast. Like we're talking almost Josiah Brown-like numbers um, in terms of speed. So he's a super speedy kid. Uh, North Carolina, uh, he's a little on the shorter side. He's 5'11", 165. That's, a, that's an official weight and height from our rivals camp down in the Carolinas. So that's, um, that's all confirmed and all that via the, our, our camp system. Um, And and you get back down in North Carolina again for a second receiver. So uh, shout out kind of to uh, Dave Brock there for pulling that one in because uh, he has a ton of connections down there in the North Carolina area uh, from when his, his time with the Tar Heels, he was also director of recruiting for the program as well. Um, So yeah, this is, this is just more expanding the state of Rutgers kind of more of what I said last class too, or last, uh, last podcast where it's if Jersey kids don't want to stay home, just go somewhere else. And that's kind of what they're doing. And, Getting back into Carolinas is always good. Carolina produces at a high, high rate. And while he's not ranked within the state currently, the new state rankings come out, I want to say it's Thursday or Friday, one of those days. Um, so I expect him to be among those 5.53 uh, star, and everyone's like, whoa, his, his tape shows better. And I was like, yes, I get it. Like, he's fast. He's a great track person. He's super fast, actually. But at the end of the day, we're not ranking track athletes. We're ranking football athletes. So Yep kind of have to understand there he didn't do a whole lot his junior year he looked solid in camp he didn't look great in camp so I think this is just a kid that could develop down the line as a slot receiver or maybe he grows a little more and plays the outside too so we'll wait and see what happens there but uh I, th- I think he's a pretty solid commit a lot of teams were actually wanting him as a cornerback uh, because of his speed so I'm intrigued to see if this could be one of those situations which we, we know Shiano and crew love to do you just mix and match and say, "Hey, let's try you out, corner uh, first first semester. Let's try out, yep. wide receiver second semester." Um, I don't expect him to play early, so I think he could uh, flip flop on either side of the ball. I think he's just a pretty good, uh, pretty solid addition, regardless. So we'll just uh, we'll wait and see what he does his senior. Year.
0: Yeah, and that's why another reason why it's so huge that these guys can come in as a high schooler for the spring semester because that that first. Uh, spring practice they could just kind of like try you out at a position that they you know mm-hmm. from the hip like your 1a position so whether it be corner receiver safety and then if it doesn't work out they move you back for training camp and you spend a full year most of these guys redshirt anyway so you get a full year under your yeah. belt playing that second position getting acclimated but that ex, that first like little like preview period in that first spring practice is huge mm-hmm. to, for a lot of these because a lot of these guys don't have a set position like a lot of guys have brought in as end defensive ends, and they get transitioned to, to tackles or, you know, linebackers. You know, it's, it's the Shiano shuffle where you start off at, you know, corner, you go to safety, you start off at linebacker, you go to end. Like it's happened for a while. It's harder to do in the Big Ten because, you know, if you're a linebacker, you're probably around six two, and you can't really play defensive end at six two in the Big Ten. But anyway, the Shiano um, shuffle. I like that. The Shiano shuffle. Yeah. And trade that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yours. Um, so, like you said, that this is the uh, the fifteenth commitment of the class. Seven different states represented on the commitment list. Um, it's always cool to see. Mm-hmm. So we have three kids from Michigan now, which is a little bit surprising. Um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, so this is the second receiver commit. Do you how many more receivers do you expect them to to go for in this class?
1: Uh, one to two. So now you can kind of be a little bit more selective now and not just wide receiver. You can like, be selective at defensive end or defensive line in general. Um, mm. I think they're done with linebacker. Cause you got those two, uh, you got a quarterback, you're done there running back. They want one more, but in terms of wide receivers, there's, there's two I'm keeping a close eye on and they're kind of going to wait these guys out to see what they do. It's going to be Josiah Brown, who is probably down to Rutgers or Penn state. Uh, Rutgers visit went really, really well. As most of you probably read via uncle Lenny on the boards, um, <laughs> Yeah, he he uh, he loved it. From what I was told, I talked to him a little bit the other day, just just BS him back and forth, just to see where's where's his head's at. He uh, the Rutgers visit kind of blew him away a little bit, and when you have a, his best friend and Dylan Braithwaite as his as his host, it's always going to help there. Um, but Penn State's making a serious push for him; they want him as well. Now he has a Georgia visit on the twenty third. I don't anticipate him being a take, but if Georgia strikes out elsewhere, I could see them just being like, "All right, screw it, we're taking him." And like Georgia's recruiting's not. It's obviously great because it's Georgia, the two-time national champs. But they also just lost a kid to uh, to Alabama who flipped from them. They're uh, they're also trying to get back in the Northeast a little bit, and it's kind of Fran Brown just for the most part just throwing offers out. Um, But they they are going to land Jordan Thomas. It sounds like out of Jersey, they're probably gonna make a slight push for Josiah, but I don't think they're gonna they're gonna push him too hard. So we'll see. We'll wait and see what happens there, but. Um, he's number one. I'm looking at, he could obviously play either side of the ball too. And then number two is Corey Duff. They're waiting out. Corey Duff, who just took a visit to North Carolina. Sounds like he's trying to get one scheduled to Miami for this weekend. I don't know if that's official yet or not. I haven't, uh, gotten a confirmation from, uh, there's my sources there, but it does sound like it's a battle between Rutgers and North Carolina. His family wants him at Rutgers cause it's close to home. Um, there was a little bit of concern in North Carolina for the fact that Mac Brown is, is relatively old. To be honest, we don't know how much longer he's going to coach. Yeah. Will he be there all four years or five years for Corey Duff? Uh, I don't know personally, but um, I know North Carolina does a great job of selling their program. Obviously, they're on the up and up um, for football wise, considering they were never really good at football. Um, So, yeah, that's that's something to keep an eye on. I know he loved it. The first visit now, an official visit is probably going to give him a little bit more of an edge. I think it comes down to those two and it'll probably decide over the next week or so or next, I wouldn't say in a week or so, before July, I would say. Um, other than those two, I'm probably, that, that's pretty much it. I think um, they're just going to be selective now because now you have, what would you say before, 15 commitments. Now you can kind of pick and choose where you want to go uh, with certain guys. And then uh, you probably want one more O-line commit, uh, one to two more defensive lineman commits. Um, yeah, that's, that's maybe a DB commit because – you don't really need another corner because you're losing Melton, but everyone else kind of returns again in 2024. Or so um, we'll wait and see what happens there, but uh, pretty good uh, pretty good recruiting class so far.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a pretty staffed class. Um, better than I thought they'd have so far. Um, and yeah. like you said, we've got some uh, other high-level guys. We're deciding this week, a little preview. I know that Willie Love announced that he is uh, – announcing his next school on wednesday he has Um,
1: changed that completely he will now yeah he'll now be announcing a top five he has since deleted said tweet
0: (laughs) all right well uh let's reverse the tape about (laughs) 15 seconds that is not happening anymore yeah um but we are involved with some higher level guys uh not sure how many of them will land uh it sounds like some of them are leaning elsewhere but uh if you if you overachieve a bit there's always that like you know, that chance that guys will reconsider. We see it all the time when teams overperform um, in a given season. The, the local guys who weren't going to really come in the first place might reconsider. Um, so you got to re- overperform to get there, but whatever. Um, anything else about Benjamin Black before we uh, talk about some basketball commitments? Um, Commitment? No, I'm kind of Singular. looking
1: right. Let me look right now just to see who else. Uh, Jack Hines they up committing a wake for us, so that was a little kind of yeah that was kicking the balls a little bit that was
0: strange because that was right after the Rutgers visit
1: yeah so I didn't understand that um he did visit uh Wake Forest on the second uh Boston College was supposed to be this weekend with Kentucky the midweek visit so he had a couple (laughs) more visits scheduled so I was a little shocked by that but I mean nonetheless you still have two pretty good offensive line commits in um Raynor Andrews, and I'm missing. I can't think of who the other one is. And they're doing pretty well with Colin Cumberley, too, who uh, didn't commit to – oh, no, he did commit. Okay, never mind. I missed that yesterday. Uh, He did commit to Wisconsin, so he's out. Um, But ignore that one, too. (laughs) Judah Pruitt could go either side of the ball. I think at this point – I think he's a better offensive lineman, so put him on that side. Um, And then in terms of other kids I'm keeping a close eye on, Jamari Howard and Antonio – no, not Jamari Howard. Antonio White and Trayvon Maddox out of – Parkview high school down in Georgia. Antonio white has two more visits, but it sounds like Rutgers is uh, near the top of his list right now. Uh, Trey Wayne Maddox, I think is, was his only visit right now. And I think Rutgers is in a very good spot there. He's an athlete, but from what I was told, it's Georgia tech or Rutgers right now, Kentucky is pushing as well. Um, I know he definitely sounds like he might've silently committed to Georgia tech, but then he started taking more visits. So it's kind of like, let's see what happens there. But Something to keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks, and then uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got for football right now.
0: All right, let's uh, let's pivot to the basketball side of things. Uh, Rutgers has long, or not long, I guess it's been a pretty recent development that Rutgers was heavily involved again. But Rutgers was the favorite for a couple of weeks now with uh, four star wing Bryce Dorch. He pulled the trigger today. Uh, I think four thirty. And he is now the newest member of the class of 2024. So he's the third current commitment. Tell us a little bit about this kid, how the commitment came together, and uh, just where he kind of fits into this roster.
1: So Bryce Dorch came to campus back in, I want to say it was a year, not a year ago. Maybe it was a year ago. It was back in fall. Um, I don't know the exact date on it, but he went for a visit to campus, checked it out. And then it kind of, it's similar to Lathan Somerville almost, where he took a visit to campus everyone's like, oh, maybe Rutgers can land this kid, high four-star kid, and like blah, blah, blah. A couple months go by, and it's like, all right, we haven't heard a word about him. And then like, another couple months go by, and it's like, oh, he's on campus for an official visit. And it's like, all right, well, I guess they just pushed him a little bit more. Um, But, yeah, Bryce Dortch uh, came to campus on June 2nd for an official visit, and they they pretty much locked him up after that. He was considered a Marquette lean back in the fall. I don't know exactly what happened there, but then all of a sudden came to Rutgers campus. Rutgers locked him up pretty quickly. And this is a really good get, and this is a – he's a forward – he's 6'8", 190. He's skinny. He's going to have to put on some pounds, which is fine. Probably play the four at the next level. Could also play the three at times. Um, Like I I said in our last podcast, uh, two podcasts ago, whenever we talked about him, um, I think he's more of a Mawatt Mag type of guy, type of player. Really good defender. Lengthy kid. Pretty fast for his his size. Um, Good footwork. Little bit more polished on offense, which is kind of what you would love for Mount Mag to do. And he kind of showed glimpses of it last year in year three. But this kid's gonna show glimpses of that in year one, in my opinion. Um, I think he'll be a key contributor year one. And then I think year two, depending on I can't even predict what that roster is gonna look like at this point, but um I think he'll be a good player down the line for Rutgers. I think a multi-year kid. Um he's not a one and done. But he's one twenty-five right now ranked in our rankings, and that's only gonna go up. Um And it's another Adidas kid, so that kind of leans towards uh, what's going on there.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely uh, speak more to that in a moment, but is there anything else about him that we wanted to touch on before we kind of talk about the possible apparel contract?
1: Uh, Not that I could think of. Uh, He was down to Virginia Tech, uh, Rutgers, or Penn Penn State, uh, Temple. I know Penn State was one of uh, his first offers, technically, and that's kind of where the Virginia tech thing comes. Cause Penn state was one of his finalists because JD Byers, who was an assistant coach at technically at Penn state for like, I don't even know a couple of months. And then all of a sudden went to Virginia tech and, uh, that's kind of where Virginia techs, uh, got involved with them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is pretty good. Good job by Rutgers to, to land them, get them on uh, campus and just relatively close it pretty quickly, which is, uh, which is what you kind of want to do at this point, whether it be, uh, any type of recruitment. Once they're on an official visit, you want to lock it up almost immediately. You do not want them going anywhere else. And, uh, other than those, I'm, I'm looking now, he also beat out Providence, Seton hall, Texas a m Virginia Commonwealth, uh, and the other four I said before in temple, Virginia tech, Marquette and, uh, the other three, sorry.
0: Yes. So it's really solid pickup. Uh, this is a kid who should be a contributor here. Um, He's not the crown jewel of the class, but this is a kid who even a few years ago would have been the crown jewel of a Rutgers basketball class. So yeah. I don't want to discredit his uh, his abilities at all. He's a very good player and definitely will be a player that uh, hypothetically makes an impact. I mean, you don't want to put too much on a kid before he gets mm-hmm. on campus. You know, injuries can happen, but I'm excited about his game. Like you said, it yeah. reminds me of a little more developed. Moat M- Mag as a high school, mm-hmm. at, uh, high school uh, recruit. But you did allude to something. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> talking adidas you alluded to an apparel deal um so what are you hearing in terms of the latest on the apparel deal
1: um so basically what i was told is two-year re-up with adidas is the the main rumor the hot spicy juicy rumor right now um there's some talk about it yesterday actually at the golf outing. um but uh yeah that's that's the uh that's the rumor right now. It's going to be a two year re up with Adidas. It's, I don't know what tier it's going to be. Someone asked me if it's tier one, tier two. I'm assuming it's probably tier one because the whole, whole selling point is basketball right now. They're going to do a two year re up where you get this year for your contract, whatever. Then you get year two, which is the Ace and Dylan year. And you just you hope something happens big with that year to the point where it's going to either be another re up with Adidas after that. Or Nike comes in and Nike's like, yo, you just made the Final Four. Like, oh my God, yo, we're picking you up again. Come on. Or Adidas is like, fuck that. You're staying with us. We just saw what you did. Stay with us and we'll make this work. And I know you can't really think too much about AAU and Adidas, but Ace's AAU team is now Adidas. Um, Bryce Dorch's AAU team is mass rivals, Adidas. The only one that doesn't play Adidas is Dylan, which I don't think it's playing a factor. But I mean, I guess it could a little bit, but I don't think it's going to play that much of a factor regardless for his recruitment, but I mean, it's everything's lining up for Adidas to get this two-year deal, two- year re-up, I should say. And the other main factor here too is like people might be saying Nike and like thinking Nike, but I was told for just hypothetically, for football season alone, you have to order these jerseys like insanely far in advance. So this mm. would have had to been ordered back in January. So if they were going to Nike, that kind of had to be announced like January, February. The fact that it's not been announced tells me it's Adidas. So
0: yeah, that's a great point Um, because I feel like in the past um, these apparel deals were it was way more alluded to if Mm -hmm. they were going to make a change uh, in terms of like we I feel like we we switched over to Adidas we kind of knew like in like early spring like I want to say like March or April we kind of knew it was coming.
1: I'm going to try to see if I can find that. Um, but yeah, fe- actually February. Um, yeah, we knew February 6th yeah. when the switch was happening. But the fact that I was told basically they didn't make any order for what I was told in terms of like jerseys and stuff like that. So it sounds like they're just going to stay Adidas again. Now, I think the last contract was only paying them um, six-year deal and just north of $10 million. And And uh, so this one, I think it's going to be like a two-year deal worth like i'm not I'm, I'm spitballing here in terms of numbers i didn't get a number yesterday i didn't get a number any from anyone recently but it's going to be significantly bigger than that because they are selling this as the ace bailey era the dylan harper era and that's kind of what they're going to go with which i'm i'm kind of cool with it i know people complain about adidas and how they they don't really put much rucker shit on their website and stuff like that which I, I do agree with now if you if you win though that's totally different talking point like Then there you go. Then maybe all of a sudden, Rutgers and Adidas are like cohorts, and this is going to be their northeast flagship school, which they don't have either. Which most people don't recognize. They it's all it's Nike, Nike here, Nike there, Under Armour Mm because why not? And then (laughs) Nike up top. So or New Balance up top. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, you kind of talked about that on an older pod. It makes total sense. Like they want to make they want to have a foothold in. You know the new york city metro area and they don't have anybody they don't have anybody in the boston area they don't have anybody in the philadelphia area ruckers sits right in the center of two of the base media markets in the world let alone the country uh so it'd be a great step for them to have you know a regional powerhouse potentially ruckers like it really kind of depends so much on how that 24 25 season goes uh, yeah the, his- the, the the future of the uh, apparel deal for ruckers and it would help too if uh, the football team started making bowls again it's never a negative mm-hmm. but i think you said it like the the apparel companies kind of view Rutgers football as like a non-asset right now like win. unless they're playing in a bunch of big games against ohio state and michigan and penn state mm-hmm. like it's it's not the best look for an apparel company to have their logo on a uniform of a team that's getting the shit kicked out of them like that is not what they're trying to sell they're trying to sell championships they're trying to sell you know, winning culture. They're trying to like think about it. They're trying to get you to buy their shit. And so, yeah. if they're trying to get you to buy stuff from them, they're trying to make it that you know the the best of the best wear this. So, if you're losing yeah. by thirty plus five times a year, it doesn't really do much for the the brand recognition for that those companies. So,
1: yeah, I want yeah. I want to show this real quick too because I'm just looking at it now. It uh,
0: this is their website for Rucker's
1: Apparel. There's fucking four things on here. <laughs> Oh, my God. And one of them socks. like. <laughs> don't get wrong. Baseball jersey sick looking and for $40, honestly. they Honestly, should, they, honestly
0: I, they should sell way more uh, apparel with that Rutgers six. baseball style. It's, it's so sick. When They're I saw sh- them bust those out this year, it was either oh, this year or last year. I was this like, year, yeah. why, why is this not a thing? Why is this not more of a thing? These are incredible.
1: But side note, if you're a student, you can get 30% off. So, I mean, hey, go sign up for that. But, I mean, you can't really buy much rucker stuff, so it doesn't matter <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't get that. That's that's pretty bad. Six items. So you would hope if it's a, a re up, it's like tier one status or even close to even if it's tier two, because I don't think they're tier two either right now. But, um, I don't think they reveal what tiers the schools are, but you can kind of get a hint based on what schools get the uh March Madness uniforms, what schools get the crazy, yep. um, what did they have last year? Oh, the Black if History the Black Month. History you know, month, month. Yep, yeah, those
0: are awesome. The, uh, they have done a, such a good job with the alternate uniforms for basketball. And I mean, yeah. it's just using historical stuff, but Rutgers has mm-hmm. so many really awesome old school jerseys. Like that's like something that's pretty underrated about Rutgers athletics is that we've got some awesome throwbacks.
1: Yeah. The script nights is beautiful. The Rutgers mm-hmm. um, with the white stripes and almost looks like an Indiana uniform, to be honest, but yeah, that's yep. always a nice one. And and the blackout uniforms are pretty nice too. I'll give them that. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, Stick with stay with Adidas, it sounds like, and then uh hopefully you get a little bit bump in stat and tier status. I they're not gonna reveal it, so it doesn't matter. Like maybe we can ask Cobbs next time we talk to him, but um yeah, I, I'm okay with this. I think it's a it's a good move. And then if you produce like everyone thinks they're gonna produce in uh two thousand four, sky's the limit for how long how big this deal could be for whether it be Nike or Adidas uh, next go around.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um so let's move on. You, uh, you, you, and foursome, uh played cool. in the Shiano Celebrity or not Celebrity the Shiano uh, charity <laughs> charity golf tournament yesterday. Yeah. You came in second. Uh, you lost out to whose team?
1: Sean O'Hara.
0: Sean O'Hara. So who else was on his squad? Was it uh, I'm not really sure. Um, no? He
1: actually didn't. Uh, he wasn't there for the awards. Actually, really. Yeah, so they're like, and winner is Sean O'Hara's group. And I'm um, looking around, I'm like, I'm going to yell at him real quick and say, like, fuck, cheater, fuck you. <laughs> well, he beat us by a stroke, though, which was kind really? impressive. Yeah, so it was a shamble. It wasn't a scramble, which scramble I was kind of hoping for. But uh, so basically the difference is instead of playing a scramble, all four players hit, you play the best shot. All four players hit, you play the next best shot. All four players hit, blah, blah, blah. This was a shamble. So it was basically everyone hits a drive, you play that best drive, and then you play your own ball. And whatever the lowest score is out of the four-some counts as your team score. So, gotcha. uh, yeah, I played more of my shots than I thought I would. Um, I play, actually had a pretty good round. I was uh, slightly impressed with myself. Um, started downpouring on 17, so we were very close to finishing. We just finished out real quick. Um, one of the holes had a uh, – oh, actually, hold on. We got to talk about the group in front of me. You know, Mark Orphy, man. Get that get that group <laughs> together. Like, I'm waiting on every tee box, waiting for him, waiting for him. <laughs> wasn't him specifically, but he actually, he stripes the ball though. I'll give him that. He, uh, he's a pretty good golfer. Um, Pat Flaherty doesn't hit it far, but fucking good golfer, man. Um, some of these, some of these coaches, they, they can, they can hit the ball pretty, uh, pretty straight. So, um, I assume that's what they do most of July when they're off. So makes sense. Um, other than that, though, it was, it was a cool event, great event. Got to talk to Greg for a little bit, um, wasn't a T sponsor technically because it was on the screen, so I didn't get a little like uh, picket fence. Not picket fence. What are those things called?
0: A little like sign yard a little, sign. A little, yeah, a
1: little yard sign. There we go. about that. But uh, yeah, got got to talk to Greg for a few. Got a uh, got my photo with him, and uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty much yeah. A lot of a lot of good players there. Um, a lot of notable names. Sean O'Hara, Marco Pataglia played. Um, I didn't get to see him. He was on a different course. Uh, Pat Hobbs was there. All all the coaches were there for the most part. Um, got to talk to a couple of them and then um, got to talk to Greg afterwards, too, um, on the record. And uh, interesting stuff. Talked injuries. So right away, Fitzroy Legister tore his Achilles. So he's out for, I mean, that's like a, that's a major injury. That's like 12 months. Yeah. minimum, Right. Yep. Um, talked about the, uh, I asked him about Jaquay Jackson. He hyped him up quite a bit. Um, big addition for them. He also talked about Sean Bauman, who was another big addition for them. Um, talked about how, how he attacks the portal and it has to be a culture fit. It can't just be like, just cause this guy is putting up numbers and he wants to come to Rutgers. we got to make sure it's a good fit. So they got him to campus this weekend and it kind of like uh fine tune their offense a little bit. He's very excited for uh, Gavin Wimsatt. And you mentioned Gavin a lot uh, on his trajectory and how he's doing so it's going to take time, definitely. It's not like an easy thing to do just to go from true freshman, to, or I shouldn't say true freshman, second year freshman to uh, start like a stud quarterback. So, but he thinks him and Schrocker are going to, are working with each other really well. The offense is going to be much better. Um, Jacob Allen also had a little procedure done. Jeez, I can't talk today. Um, <laughs> On his knee, he thinks he will return this season, but based on the way he said it, I don't think he will be. So I think it's going to be another year of Jacob Allen probably on the sidelines, which isn't shocking because we kind of told you who the two deep was for the most part in our depth chart piece. I want to say two weeks ago, a month ago, geez, man, time's flying. Um, a little over a month ago, I guess. Um, so yeah, they still want to, it sounds like they still want to add one more piece in the, in the portal in a tackle. He didn't say anything on that about that, but, Based on talking to people, it sounds like that's what they're going to do. Talked about the 2024 class. Mentioned how they're doing good in areas like uh, North Carolina, who obviously Benjamin Black, Isaiah Crumpler. They can't say on the record the guy's names. But also mentioned Georgia. Well, I mentioned Atlanta specifically, which hmm. back to the Parkview kids I was just talking about. So uh, Traylon Maddox and what was, Antonio White. So I'd keep a close eye on those guys. They are taking more visits, so that's going to be a little st- – a sting if they go elsewhere, but, um, and in the Midwest, you mentioned the Midwest and it's not the first time they went there. And they're like, you mentioned before, three Michigan kids, uh, Wisconsin kid, like it's not normal for Rutgers to do this, but it's expanding the state of Rutgers. So, yeah,
0: no, it's, you gotta just go where the talent is the talent that's showing that's being receptive. And it's clear that I think with the advent of like the top kids, going to these football factories like IMG or whatever, like think of how many top kids from the area ended up going, you know, who would like, you know, think of Ellis Robinson, who was at uh, Iona Prep, who's now at IMG. Think of uh, who's that Leonard kid from Bosco who ended up going to IMG. Like these kids are like leaving the area to go to these, you know, athletics powerhouses, like Mm -hmm. these places that you basically get like professional training for a few years as a high school athlete. And uh, it's just the talent isn't as good as it seems to be a few years ago even. So uh, you got to go elsewhere.
1: That's uh, pretty accurate, it seems like. Uh, And also, like, no offense to the Big North, but, like, I know the Big North kids aren't coming to the Rockers, and everyone's like, oh, well, fuck them. And I'm like, yeah, they're good rated kids, but name the last Big North kid that produced at the college football level at a high rate. I I Jabril Peppers. Like... Minka, that's that's a long time ago at this point. Like, I know it doesn't seem like it, but that's, it's, there's a lot of recruiting classes where it's just dud after dud after dud. Like, So, I mean, maybe Davis and Igbenos and Chain, I guess that's North Jersey. Yeah, Union, it's North Jersey. Um, right? No, someone's going to yell at me for that one. Union being in North Jersey.
0: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not from that area. So I would <laughs> say from like living – where I grew up, I would say it's New Jersey, but I think yeah. some people would say it's Central. I think it's right on that borderline.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Um Taiwan Malone hasn't produced really. He's another one. He's gonna go to Ohio State too. We'll see what happens there. Um uh, but there's no there's no big north kid that's really produced. So it's not like you're missing much by missing these kids. So Audrick Estime, maybe. He's been pretty good for Notre yeah. Dame. So I guess you can count him. But other than that, like it's it's more failures than not. So go elsewhere, go get these kids from Carolina's, Michigan's, Wisconsin's, um, and go use them, see how they do. And then obviously tap into Florida again. And that's where your, your, uh, trenches are being built at this point. So that's, uh, that's that.
0: Yeah. Um, the last thing I had on our rundown <laughs> here was an update on Nas Cunningham. So this is a kid who he, when he announced his top five, it was a bit of a surprise that Rutgers was in it. Um, but now it sounds more and more like Ruckers might be nearing the top end of that group. What are you hearing about Nas Cunningham?
1: So Nas Cunningham, we well, we should have talked about that before, I guess, right? In terms of hoops and just flip flopped, but
0: yeah, well, we're just skipping around here. All right, that's fine.
1: Uh, Nas Cunningham sounds like it's Memphis or Rutgers. Sounds like wow. Ruckers is making a pretty significant push there. I'm waiting to hear back from uh one of my sources real quick, but it sounds really good about, uh, about about Rutgers right now. Um, I know he went to Memphis for a visit back in, what was it? February, March, April, one of those. I I don't, I don't know which one it was, but, uh, yeah. So he went back to Memphis for, um, a visit and he went down there to talk to the staff, kind of see where things stand. And I actually had him as a commit or going to commit when, when he went down there, but it sounds like that, didn't happen. So now Rutgers is making a push and I wouldn't be shocked if you see him on campus soon. So now where does he fit for the team? I don't think he fits personally. I still, I'm very adamant about that. Uh, Especially if you're getting Dylan, it doesn't fit at all. Um, But if Dylan wants him and he wants a four star top 25, 30 kid wants to come to Rutgers, I can't think he could say no. Plus it's not going to just help the 2024 team. It would help 2020, 2025. Yeah. I'm speaking right um, the 2025 team when ace and dylan are gone maybe nas leaves too and nas is like yeah i'm like you set it off but i'm gonna reiterate it a little bit like maybe nas leaves and is like yeah i'm gonna go to the nba and it's like i'm content with being picked number 50 and it's like all right dude like you have this potential but if you stay one more year you're first rounder if you're good enough but yeah i don't know we'll see what happens there but uh ruckers and ruckers are making a push there so not just Bryce Dorch as a four-star in his class. And you get Nas, just just to back up a little bit, you get Nas along with Dortch and Lathan, Somerville, and Dylan, and Ace. I think, without a doubt, you're number one, right?
0: I'd I, I'd be if shocked you, if that's if you, not the number
1: one class. Two and three right now, and that's not even definite because they they might move up too, um, and Ace and Dylan, and then Lathan, who's scheduled to move up at 92 right now. Bryce Dorch, who I talked to someone else who said he had a real, uh, Bryce Dorch had a great Under Armour camp, or under, no, UMass, right, I forget what it was. We've got a great camp somewhere. And mm. someone said he might move up, so maybe Nas drops a little, or may, maybe he stays where he is. And regardless, I mean, if that's what happens, you're getting the number one class. And then Elliot Cadeau's gone, so that hurts them a little bit, North Carolina. Um, so we'll wait and see, but damn, that would be, uh, it'd be something.
0: Yeah, it's a, a potentially huge development, um, but it's it's wild that we just get like kind of, you know, blocked blocked out by this like duo of you know total <laughs> studs um, in in Ace Bailey and, and potentially uh Bryce Harper. Um, it's a great time to be a Rutgers basketball fan, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, you're not kidding. And um, I know we touched on the manual in the last pod, but he's a hell of a get. I like him yeah. a lot.
0: Yeah. I'm really excited about that.
1: <clears throat> and that's huge for 2023. Um, no other transfer names because I know everyone's going to be like transfer name, transfer name, transfer name. But um, they're still pursuing the portal. I haven't seen anyone visit yet. I haven't heard of anyone visiting yet, but I expect them to have someone on campus over the next probably month. Um, staff's out and about, though. Staff's over in uh, Colorado Springs watching Dylan um, participate in Team USA camp. Sounds like Ace got shafted a little because he was doing really well and then he got sick and... Yeah,
0: what happens,
1: but what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, and from everything I've heard, Dylan's been <clears throat> dominant in this under nineteen junior national team yeah. uh, camp. Like of the thirty five guys I've heard from a couple different sources that he has looked arguably the best of any player at this entire camp, and this includes yeah. you know guys who were freshmen in college, guys who were high school seniors, and high school juniors. So that speaks volume But this is like, if you just look at the list, like you got the list on, on the boards and in an article, it is like half the list is five star kids from the last three classes. So this yeah. is not just, you know, this isn't the, uh, the 2004 Olympic team. This is a, uh, this is a legit group of kids.
1: Yeah, this is uh this is actually extremely impressive for him because it not only, like I said before, he's probably going to make a jump in the rankings again. This might just put him, for number one for us i know he's not he's number one for another uh network but i think this is going to make him make that jump he's just been dominant and he's i I hate comparing guys to nba players especially stars but his game is hardened like there's no other comparison there he he could dish to rock and be a point guard if need be he could cut to the rim and just finishes with ease like he's just going to be such a good player and if he ends up at Rutgers, I, I, I keep saying f- Final Four run, and I think it's actually really possible if Ace and Dylan are on the same team, sprinkle in a couple other four-stars there, and then it's like, oh, shit, like look at that. You might have an all-four-slash-five-star lineup at one point, which I don't know if it's ever happened. I know it's been very close because I've been close to tweeting it, but um, it's, it's just an impressive, impressive team, an impressive haul from Peichel and crew if they could pull this off.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Um, so I believe that those rosters yeah. will be announced. That roster will be announced in the coming day or two. Uh, I know no. that they cut down from 35 to 18, which, as you mentioned, uh, Ace did not make that. But it mm-hmm. did sound like Ace was one of the standout performers before he got sick. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a bummer there. Um, but this does create an interesting conundrum because we've kind of laid this out before. So Dylan makes the team. They're mm-hmm. in, I think, uh, Lebanon. From uh, June twenty fourth until July second.
1: Thought it was hungry, but I might be wrong. Might be Hungary.
0: Um, Whatever. So they're, yeah, they're in they're in another country. Let's just say, yeah, uh, overseas for from June twenty fourth until July second. And you know, Peach Jam has been that uh, that date that we've all been talking about for a while. Peach Jam is July third through the ninth. So he's literally mm-hmm. coming back from another country on the second. And going to Atlanta for Peach Jam on the third until the ninth,
1: if he so makes the team, cre- but he should. If
0: he makes the team, and it sounds like he will, assuming that nothing happens, mm-hmm. um, so that leaves probably <laughs> a eight to ten day period where he can take visits, have in homes, blah blah blah, before Peach Jam. So, is is, is he, does he visit Rutgers in that time? Does he? do in-homes. I know Duke was supposed to have an in-home with him this week, which got canceled because mm-hmm. he got invited to the under-19 camp. It, cr- it creates a lot of questions. Do you have any clarity on any of that? Uh, it, just, it's gonna,
1: it screws up everyone's recruitment now. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. kind of funny. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it I doesn't sound like anything like uh, definite. I mean, if he makes the team, he should make the team. I'd be shocked if he didn't. But uh, if he makes the team, I think that that's I don't even know what I guess you have to participate in Peach Jam right? Like you don't have to, but he's that man's gonna be tired as hell. Um, I I don't think he's he's gonna take any other visits to be honest with you. And I think he's been to Rutgers more than anyone else. I think Duke he hasn't been to since what October for his official visit. I think it was late October. And uh, Indiana also had an official visit around that time. No one else has had an official visit. I don't anticipate Auburn or Kansas getting one unless he all of a sudden. Doesn't make Team USA, maybe, but even then, like, you're running out of time. Like, you got to figure this out pretty quickly. So, uh, I, th- I think this is just setting up perfectly for Rutgers. Um, continuing to hear really good things about Rutgers and Dylan. Um, nothing has made me even want to contemplate changing my future cast. I'm still pretty confident in it. Um, talk to other people; they're very confident in it. Um, sounds like Lifestyle Agency, Sports Agency, which is ran by Omar Cooper, starting to have conversations with Dylan about. Possibly representing him down the line, and then if that happens, it's like, oh shit! Like <laughs> Omar Cooper's connected; he's the agent for Marlon Williamson, who's the assistant coach at Rutgers. Omar Cooper's represents Ace Bailey, who's top five star commit at Rutgers, and it's just all piecing together slowly. Brandon Knight's really close with Omar Cooper because his sister is his goddaughter, and it's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> but this is a uh, it's fun time to be a Rutgers athletics, a Rutgers basketball fan specifically. But Rutgers football is on the rise, too, with their recruiting class. Um, other programs are starting to step up, too. Wrestling looks pretty promising. Uh, women's basketball added some nice pieces this offseason. So, great time to be a Rutgers, uh, Rutgers fan in general.
0: Yeah, Whew. without a doubt. Um, super excited about uh, the upcoming spring or fall and spring uh, sports. Mm-hmm. But it's it's weird. We kind of we're in this no man's land right now between yeah. training camp and uh, I guess just just now in training camp. So we welcome to baseball the, season. <laughs> baseball season. I mean, I used to love baseball so much, but it's just so hard to, uh, to just keep up with now. Uh, it's fun um, when
1: your coach gets ejected every game.
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that that makes things interesting. At least,
1: yeah, but, uh, that's funny.
0: All right, guys. Well, thanks for for tuning in once again. I'm sure you guys are almost tired of hearing from us right now. Yeah. But uh,
1: one one quick thing, real quick, before we sign off, um, contract details. I released it on our message board. I'm going to post this in a second too. Marlon Williamson got two hundred and fifty five thousand for one year at Rutgers. His contract expires June twenty twenty four. That's second highest on the staff currently, as T J Thompson makes two hundred fifty thousand dollars. His expires June 30th, therefore contract bump coming for TJ um, very soon, I would assume uh, because it's June 13th already. So June 30th, like he kind of, I'm sure he's not going anywhere. I wouldn't even worry. I think he probably gets bumped to that 300 range. And then I would actually probably bump Brandon Knight again too, to probably like he's making 625 right now. His doesn't expire till March, 2024, but I, hell dude, the guy just landed Ace Bailey. He's probably, Mm -hmm. he's pushing for the land Dylan Harper. If he lands him, I'd give him Personally, I would give him a lot of money, but I'm not going to say the number I would give him. It's way more than what he's making, but uh, you got to bump him up to at least seven, right? 700. He's at 625 right now.
0: You think, right?
1: At the very least. I mean, you you do got some money to play around with because uh, Tom Barrett's gone. um, So you can kind of, Carl Hobbs is gone, kind of a little bit fuck around money here and there. Um, maybe not as much as I'm really realistically uh saying, but they definitely have some money there. But uh, I w- I would bump up him. I'd bump up TJ's definitely getting a bump, and then Steve Hain also expires in June twenty twenty three. So I don't think he's going anywhere either because Pike seems to trust him quite a bit. Um, so I'd, I'd expect contract extensions for those two relatively soon.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, that's all I got. Though. There's there's a lot of uh contract stuff that'll be coming at the end of this month. So. Definitely stay tuned for that information between the, the uh, re-signing the coaches and also the uh, potential, or what we assume will be a re-upping on a short-term deal with Adidas. Um, but anyway, guys, we've gone long here. We appreciate you listening. This has been another edition. Oh wait, wait, wait! So one more oh, thing: we hit oh, yeah. we hit three thousand subs on oh, you the YouTube did. channel. Let's go! That's so. Hard. The next episode, we will have uh, the outline. Of the giveaway. So
1: okay.
0: we'll have the instructions at the end of the podcast for if you want to be entered in, how you can enter in, and what will be given away. Richie's alluded to some jerseys, some, some oh. possible uh, subs. We won't say exactly what it's going to be, but it'll be a prize that's worth uh, putting your name into. We'll just say that. But for me mm-hmm. and Richie, this has been another edition of the Nerdcast podcast. Sonic.